0: Hey Soul Seekers, Kay here, and welcome to the 45th episode of the Language of My Soul podcast. Happy New Year everybody. And with that, we'll be discussing what your important questions are, and then chatting about how motivation is overrated. So without further ado, let's begin. The question last episode was, what are your two most important questions to answer to yourself? Now, there's a caveat here, and that's I'm skipping any other important questions that I've already answered. Things like, who are you, what's the meaning of your life, and all that jazz. There's a certain phase of important questions to ask yourself. First is who you are, not what society dictated you to be, but who you truly are, and the greatest search of meaning and belonging in this world. The next phase is how you act in the world and the subsequent goals. What do you want, and what price are you willing to pay to get there, are my two most important questions. Life is a perpetual series of give and take, where you cannot take without first giving. Even the most wealthy and lavish do not come from nothing. The kids who grow up in those wealthy households often experience extreme pressure, a golden noose and shackles from their parents and relatives. To obtain one thing often comes at the cost of another. This becomes more prevalent as we grow older, where the time and opportunity costs increase. I have an endless list of things I want to do to finish off my 1000 plus book list, to learn Japanese, to make a VR game, to learn to play an instrument and so the list goes on. Yet, there's never enough time to do all of them. In order to increase my time, the price I've paid is in relationships, both intimate and friends. Without earning what we want, then all we do is meander around, without any goal or objective. How do we know where we're heading? Any direction is better than none. For without a direction, you'll be susceptible to have your compass hijacked by other parties. That might be a cult, who prey on those at a large crossroads moment in their lives, or when they feel lost. Other times it might be some dogma, one that demands an exceedingly high amount of your time and resources. Even if we do want something, that would be pointless without recognising the requirement of first giving something up. Years ago, I wanted to retire in sub-10 years. For 100 years of 30 to 50k per year, where 50k is the Australian median income, that would be 10 to 30 million dollars adjusted for inflation. Yet, my actions don't represent someone who would retire in sub 10 years. An Australian tends to earn 1 to 3 million in their entire working lifetimes. What I wanted was 3 to 10 times that amount in less than one fifth of the time. Despite telling all my friends of this lofty and ambitious goal, it's clearly not happening. Right now, with less than five years until D Day, I have less than 3k in the bank. My entire net worth is less than the cost of a mate's wedding. Hence why asking, what price are you willing to pay to get there, is the second question. If I, realistically speaking, wanted to achieve $10 million in 10 years, then my entire self had to change. I cannot spend time leisurely reading, I cannot be playing games for hours, nor can I spend time learning Japanese and watching anime. My entire life had to be devoted to earning money, upskilling myself to earn more money. A certain level of ruthlessness is required in both life and career choices. All my friendships would be strategic to gain better opportunities. The leftover money had to be invested, hence the remaining time would be looking into finances. Hedged and risky bets are necessary. Although I wanted to retire in sub 10 years, I wasn't willing to change my lifestyle because, well, I quite like my current way of life It's also important to recognize the tiers of desires. The higher the desire, the greater the price that should be paid. If you wanted good sushi, would you fly all the way to Japan to go to a top-notch sushi restaurant? Hell no, maybe just drive 15 minutes longer than usual for a top-rated place. That's a lower order tier. Now, what if you aren't satisfied with your life and wanted to change something? That's a higher order tier, where changes to your current lifestyle aren't out of the question. We can get nearly anything we want, as long as we're willing to accept the price in exchange, that's time and opportunity. So then, what did you want? And most importantly, what are you willing to sacrifice to get there? Motivation is overrated. There, I said, it. are three big bad words in today's Hustle and Positive Vibes Society. How many times have you heard about motivational strategies? So how do you stay motivated? What keeps you going? And all of these similar stock phrases. What about the endless variations of hashtag inspirational posts these days? Try going to work and spending days scrolling through motivational posts before doing anything. When your boss asks why you haven't been doing anything for the last 3 days, the defense I wasn't hashtag motivated enough would get you booted out the door. Yet, yeah, why do creative endeavours require some lengthy and increasingly elaborate scheme to do anything? You aren't tried and rob a maximum security bank here. It's like the movie Bad Genius, where they went through so much effort involving cross international cooperation just to cheat that you might as well learn the damned content. The time effort ratio would favour actually studying. If 5% of effort was applied in actually doing work every day instead of trying an endless buffet of inspirational strategies, then in a year so much would get done. Our brains hate doing hard work and trick us into feeling a sense of accomplishment by doing something sorta difficult, but less than the original task. That's what seems to be happening. People feel like they've accomplished so much after investigating these motivational strategies and testing them out. It feels as if they've actually done the tough work they're meant to do. A hard day at work and their brain rewards them. There's social credit here as well. All your friends would congratulate you on trying this new motivational method and ask many questions. In the end it's just another form of procrastination. Except a more insidious type, one disguised as progress. At a counselling session, the psychologist said just to do it. Just do the work. What? What the fuck is this shit? That's like the most obvious thing ever, why did I pay you so much money to say that? In retrospect, she did have a point. Eventually, so much time, effort, resources would be exhausted on attempting the new strategies, where there's no end to them. Every writer, creator, program, artist have their own routines and methods. Perhaps that's Nakarumi's 4am writing routine, or a daily ritual to tidy their desk before work. So just do the damned work, one baby step at a time. Perhaps the root cause of requiring this extensive motivation before any creative endeavour is not seeing it as real work. Whilst working for others, most of the time is non-negotiable. An office job starts at 9am and ends at 5pm. Whilst there, you're expected to complete your assigned task or risk getting fired. There's no room to say you aren't inspired enough to do any work today. In contrast, creative tasks happen after a standard job, thus we're extremely tired and lethargic. It's also extremely negotiable. You can decide to do nothing for months and there's absolutely no consequences. You can go watch movies, play games or read and that's far more pleasurable. In order to not require a smog's board of positive energy before commencing any creative assignments, we must change how we mentally perceive it. Instead of being a fun side thing, it has to be taken as seriously as work, including standard hours, time tracking, and not enjoying leisurely activities during work. It's not just some little side thing. It's a one-man business operation, where you are the CEO who does everything. Also recognize after full-time work. You would be extremely tired, so the maximum amount of extra work you can do is finite. Don't beat yourself up for that and then decide you need some hashtag motivation to continue. Just rest and start again the next day. The question this episode is, which would you honour, prior commitments or current commitments, in the case they clashed? With that concluding thought, thanks for listening to the Language of My Soul podcast. If you wanted more, then visit my blog at langsoul.com. If you had your own answers to the big questions or wanted to send through your own big question, then there's a voice clip link in the description or email me k at langsoul.com.